This is Tea Time with a Medium, a podcast about wellness, healing, and communicating with the afterlife. Brought to you by Angeline Young, broadcasting positive and upbeat insights on life after life. We have a very special guest today, Alexander Liberato, here to talk to us about spirituality and down-to-earth healing practices in the queer community. Alex is a multimedia wizard, founder of Soul Nexus, one of the largest Reddit forums focused on spirituality. Alex, tell us about Soul Nexus. Soul Nexus is a sub where spiritual individuals gather to discuss the nature of the universe and ourselves. As always, it is up to the individual to use discernment and only use that which they find here if it resonates with them. And um, like if we go and pull it up right now, we have um, people leaving a link to a workshop they want to do, somebody talking about growth is slower at lower vibrations, and they wrote a few paragraphs about that. Wow. um, people will share maybe videos they themselves make or stuff like that. So it's, it's a forum and there's community and the community comes and goes resource for the curious and to build and manifest community in a way that is like anonymous and sovereign, right? Oh, like I you, love that. Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you know, like, um, yeah, so you can just, and you don't need a user account. You just go visit it. And it's, it's just for those listening who have no idea what Reddit is, Reddit is basically, a website and it's a collection of forums so you can subscribe to what you want you can ignore what you don't want and Solnet, it's one of the top one percent largest subreddits it has 112,000 active subscribers the subject matter is spirituality of sort of a light variety so anything that's like negative oriented occultism like that's just better served in another subreddit what's the mission statement or the goal of soul nexus to provide a place for uh connection and sharing of resources and insights it really became popular because people would share like here's this great book that's a pdf or here's this neville goddard and his describing of manifestation and he wrote in the 1940s a lot here's like it has everything from heady thought pieces that are basically novels that people will write that are just really mind-blowing and expanding to a funny sort of light and bright spiritual meme i articulate it as a digital roadside inn and a roadside inn in sort of the old type of context, maybe almost medieval times mm-hmm. where you just have no two nights are alike and you have travelers from all over and they're around a big table with a mug of mead or whatever and they're sharing insights or resources and stuff like that a great little happy accident that exists and we try to keep it high vibes and it's it's just kind of an interesting buffet to go sample spiritual stuff in a way that is non-committal and then also it's it, it in my it gets back to my thing about democratizing spirituality spirituality does not need to be found if it's found in a building with a pastor neat it does not need to be found in a building with a pastor it can be found petting your cat on your back deck it, it it's it's anywhere and everywhere all right you heard that straight from alessandro liberato the founder <laughs> creator and moderator of soul nexus the largest reddit subreddit, subreddit. of the internet examining focusing on spirituality in an open good way so alex your journey to spiritual wellness and healing is a unique one what would you like to share with listeners today about that uh, my spiritual arc i thought was unique to just me and i was the only experiencer of it 
but as I've put my feelers out, I've realized that others in the queer community, um, which encompasses everything under the rainbow, LGBTQIA+, have a similar arc. And that involves maybe growing up in a um, really conservative religious household in an organized religion, feeling marginalized and excluded and pushed out. And then upon leaving, shutting down any sort of spiritual connection, talk of spirituality, and then maybe a little bit later down the line, reacquainting oneself with spirituality. And that's been my arc. And it's been a roller coaster. Woo! So you talk about religion, and you talk about spirituality, and how it's been a journey for you of five years. What has happened during that time, or maybe even before that time that you feel you'd like for listeners to know about? So I grew up in um, the Mormon church, otherwise known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to a lot of people, just depends on where you live and what you know it as. And I grew up in Southern California. You know, we were very religious. We were converts to the religion. Um, As you can tell from my Italian last name, (laughs) we were a Catholic and then we became Mormon. I grew up in the religion. I served a full-time mission in South America. The Mormon church sent me to Santiago, Chile, for two years. Had a lot of adventures. Let me back up one sec. I went to Brigham Young University for freshman year. I went to my bishop and I'm like, I think I like dudes. I don't know what to do. And then he says, guess what? Why don't you go serve a mission? And then if you give yourself in service to Christ, he will take these homosexual inclinations away from you. Spoiler alert, that doesn't, that's not how stuff works. (laughs) But I went, served really well for two years, kind of ran out of gas, um, Mm. came back for sophomore and junior year. And then at that time I joined the, there's a unspoken queer under underground community Mm. and was part of that things came to a head in april 2006 when a group named soul force came to brigham young university and scheduled what is known as a die-in i know you know what a die-in is for but for those watching a die-in was really big in during the the height of the aids crisis in the late 80s early 90s that's right we did our own version but instead of like bringing attention to deaths by hiv aids we Mm -hmm. were bringing attention to queer mormon suicides which Mm -hmm. the suicide rates among queer latter-day saints was astronomically high we all have had acquaintances and friends um at brigham young university who just were here one day and then not here on Monday because they took their own lives. There's a code of conduct you need to abide by. Um, Homosexuality is explicitly written out in that. You're not supposed to smoke, drink. For the longest time, it was no caffeine, no coffee, no tea. Going to church is tracked. So it wasn't like I went to a non-gay-friendly university. I went to a university that actively monitored and surveilled it's students. Here's an example. When I was part of the queer underground, we were we would maybe go to a gay event. We would all hop in a car and go maybe to a gay club in Salt Lake City. There at the time there was one club that would turn gay one night a week. I wouldn't drink or anything, but Brigham Young University had an honor code office and sometimes this was very random. They would go mm-hmm. do a spot check of the parking lot of known queer hangouts write down or snap photos of every license plate and then like see if your car was registered with the school and then if your car was caught parked at the gay club they would pull you in and then give you a reprimand this is real like this this is kind of east germany surveillance state this wasn't just like oh i wasn't celebrated at school it's like no i you really have to be looking over your shoulder because this is not a queer friendly place and one misstep and yeah. 
So I had a massive misstep, which was getting arrested at a die-in on campus. And even though I lived on campus, I was arrested by police and then cited with trespassing on my campus. So I'm like, I don't know where to go. Um, got a hotel room um, on mom and dad's credit card. <laughs> Woo! Surprise, mom and dad. Um, and then um, was able to come back to campus, kind of kicked out of school, put on academic probation. But that also created in me an aversion to spirituality. Spirituality was a trap. It was for stupid people, simple people, smart people who know it's a ruse would avoid it. Let's just be really corporate. Let's go to happy hour every day. Let's just do our hair and shop is kind of, I went from being very religious and not feeling spiritual. I never really felt spiritual in Mormonism. I never like sat there and was like, oh, this feels so good. I never did. But then I'm kicked out of it. And so the entire time I'm like, well, I've never really felt spiritual. It must not be real mm. or it must be a shared delusion. Mm. Only in adulthood or early 30s was I like, oh, and I just whew, like really, you know, the doors of that got blown open. What advice would you like to share with the queer community about spirituality, wellness, and healing? I think for a lot of queer identified people who maybe grew up in religious environments that weren't welcoming to their queer identity or had a place for their queer identity, queer people have likely put things into buckets. Like, I grew up here, um, spirituality is not queer friendly. Connection with the cosmos and with Mother Gaia and inner and outer, not queer friendly. Such is becoming not the case. Something really curious I find is that I find queer people I'm, I this is a generality queer people I find tend to pick up on where the collective consciousness is going find that queer populations were friendly to cannabis before the demonization of cannabis subsided in recent years which is legal the in many states for treatment of cancer a lot of research has been done on how it can really help with the endocannabinoid system which is a part of regulating your nervous system and finding peace and calm and serenity in the everyday chaos of life let me just get this straight yeah you're <laughs> straight <laughs> With a twist. How can we open up this discussion so that people who aren't queer or maybe contesting that right now, because there are many different ways to understand spirituality and giftedness and our unique abilities. How can we open up that conversation so we can understand what you are sharing and how you are validating the queer community without isolating others? Oh, true. I would find that, you know, when you've been on the periphery of society, sometimes you, mm -hmm. you're looking from the rafters with, you know, looking down at the audience a little bit. So you're kind of in society, but on the side of society. Yeah. And that gives you a unique vantage point, I think, yeah. as a demographic. Mm -hmm. um, and the, But I also do think that there's an attunement that allows for freer flow of creativity. We find a lot of queer artists and queer mm -hmm. people at the forefront and queer inventors. I think that sometimes a queer Queer consciousness is able to look at something and look at it through a slightly different lens or through a unique way, find a unique solution to some seemingly intractable problem. I find it interesting that queer demographics show this in a lot of ways, but spirituality is not a no-go, but it, I'm understanding spirituality to be coming back in full force to the human population. I think humans have a lot of faculties and abilities that lie dormant. We're very sophisticated computers or machines or 
cell phones. We're, we're cell phones, but we're in airplane mode, right? So we're just wow, like, oh, I look, I'm a. I'm, of that. But, and then what happens when Wi Fi comes back or Wi Fi reactivates and you're like, whoa, I'm a communication device that can look up Wikipedia or make a reservation at that restaurant? I, I agree. That's so interesting that you compare spirituality with the internet and being tuned in or online. Mediums also understand our connection or our link with our loved ones in the spirit world in the same way. But there's something within this longing in our souls. There's a longing within our souls to reconnect. And if it's not with each other because we're stuck on the devices, then it's with something greater. And that's what I hear you sharing does that make you sense hear, to you? Yes, you hear correctly. Yeah. What's happening now, irrespective of queer or not, life template or not, I think a democratization of spirituality is coming to the fore. Spirituality is your thing. And whatever modality you resonate with or template or organization or structure is yours. I want to know what are some of the things that you've explored once you've come out of the cloud or the fog of Mormonism? I was already on Reddit contributing a lot to the ex-Mormon forum. And I was looking at this, looking at that. I will say that I had probably due to a heavy amount of cannabis use at the time, an accidental kundalini awakening. Do you understand what the kundalini energy is? Kind of like it's at the base of your spine. It's kind of... So it's the um, second chakra for everyone who's listening. And it regulates our energy, which we use to engage in intimate relationships. It has to do with power, with sex, with pleasure, with money. It has to do with how we use our creative forces to, to manifest our lives so that we can accomplish our tasks, which we have come here to do. And so you had a kundalini awakening. An accidental kundalini awakening. So I had no idea what the heck it was. On Reddit, I run into something about kundalini awakenings and kundalini energy. And I'm like, that's dumb. Literally one week later. What does it, it feel like in your body? What happened? Like an uncoiling at the base of the spine. My experience is not for any, everyone. And I did it kind of incorrectly. But hey, it'll come as it comes. And speaking to the queer community, wherever you are on that spectrum and talking about his experience. His experience with intimacy at the second chakra level, he had an awakening. He had his mm -hmm. kund kundalini experience. He followed through with that in yoga. You might feel like you want to explore that. And you don't need to take a yoga class if you're not comfortable. You can just lay on the ground and place your hand on your second chakra. What are some very practical wellness tips that you can offer, Alex, to share with our kindred spirit? it's listening to the Ooh, it, it's it's manifold uh it's multiple um <laughs> i love telling people what to do I'm, how about I'm three queen. things how about three three things okay uh one is a focus and attention on breath work i'm sure a lot of queer people such as myself are prone to maybe anxiety or depression breath work in whatever way that forms deep in hold deep out deep let's in. do it right now let's do Great. it with our listeners right now and alex is going i'm in lead it lead it for us it's four beats four beats four beats four beats so it's like in four beats hold four beats out four beats and then you hold out empty four beats and then you repeat we're going to start breath out so empty out those lungs now let's go ahead and breathe in till four. One, two, three, four. hold it in one two 
three, four. We'll release slowly through mouth. One, two, three, four. Hold out empty. One, two, three, four. In. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. Out through mouth. One, two, three, four. Hold empty. One, two, three, four. Last go around like things in three. In through nose. One, two, three, four. Hold in. One, two, three, four. Out. One, two, three, four. Hold empty. One, two, three, four. All right. <laughs> now, <laughs> how do you feel? Thank you, Alex. Good. So going back to my three, like three advices for uh, queer identified people who want to reclaim their spirituality. Number one, breath work. Breath work in whatever way, shape, or form. Breath work. Find a moment in your day. Number two, uh, a focus on your chakra system with a special attention to your bottom three, your root, second chakra, third chakra. Just, I'm going to say it, queens. I'm going to read you for filth. Just to be strong and to survive in this world that did not want us, we've done a lot of like defending, closing, walling off, bypassing of those chakras, you know, like once bitten, twice shy. So giving attention, just trying to trying to imagine all seven of your chakras in your body system. And there's more above and some below, but we're just focusing on the actual meat sack. Your seven chakras, seeing them as water fans or something, they, they should be kind of spinning and moving and open, ideally. And then your whole machine is optimally working. Give attention to your chakra system and see where may, blockages may occur. Also, you know, and then an upper one is throat chakra. So that's advice number two. And then advice number, oh, I have four. <laughs> I have four. I have, too, I have too many things to say. Advice number three, give focus to your spoken word, your affirmations, how you speak and your in your self-talk psychedelic mushroom thought leader named Terrence McKenna. And he would often say that we live in a syntactical universe. Words create form. Words manifest form. Queer identified people, if we've grown up in households or religions or frameworks that weren't very welcoming to us, maybe we maybe learn to speak in disempowering ways, giving positive affirmations and empowered affirmations and just speaking that it doesn't you don't have to like speak it to an audience like just be in your bathroom. Speak it to your cat. I got Joan over here. And sometimes I'll just say something affirming to her. And she's like, whatever, feed me. And I'm like, great. Just that it be spoken from the throat chakra is empowerful. And then it shifts you. It shifts you into that place that you want to be. And then it's that thing you want is not tantalizingly over there. It's over here. Your throat chakra is powerful and I want you to use it. Advice number four, acquaint yourself with substances that are from the ground that can maybe open you up, but in ways that are connect you in terms of like, this is, the, I mean, you just speak your a, truth, honey. You just this say is a medical. Yeah, we have a medical problem in the queer community of um, substance abuse. Um, get, I didn't know out. that. I didn't know yeah. that. It makes sense. 
it's well, meth is a scourge in oh, the is it community. Uh-huh. It's a it's it's a fun party drug. You try once. I, I have not tried meth myself. Me neither. It is a fun, it's uh, and it sucks because people are like, there's nothing. The 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 danger of meth. I had a survivor of this tell me the danger of meth is there's nothing better than meth. And so you, you're out. You're advocating for plant based medicine, whether it be mushrooms, cannabis, mm-hmm. or the plethora of plant medicine that we have in our universe here on Earth. Exactly. Right? But with respect to the plant and with proper intention, we as a society are reacquainting ourselves with working this into our modalities for healing, integration, psychedelia, really connecting with nature. So I would I would say alchemize your relationship with substances to be instead of that of escapism to be that of reintegration and reconnection. And that might mean that your substances are different. So maybe instead of cocaine at the party, it's mushrooms in the forest with an intentional group. Yeah. I mean, I got to say it because in, in the queer community, there's a lot of maybe you want to escape a foundational trauma and, or maybe the party's fun and you want to eat, drink and be merry, which I am all about all the delicious consummations that the world has to offer. I don't want to. I think it's kind of funny that the Mormon who grew up with the word of wisdom is telling people like don't do coke. But I think people will just tr- truly transform. And um, it's tough because the queer community has been on the periphery for the longest time. And it's coming back into the fold of, you know, all of humanity. Those are my four advices. Girl, if you let me go on, <laughs> like, this is going to turn into. <laughs> well, we'll definitely like, have so you much back. To say. We'll definitely have you back in the tea room. Where can people find you, Alex, and learn more about what you do? Oh, great. So if you want to ever connect with me in a professional capacity, my multimedia and design house is called Alcyon Reserve. And there's a link in the description below. If you'd like to come see one of the biggest spiritual subreddits we have, that's generalist in nature. So it's not one modality or another modality. It's a delicious buffet. It is named Soul Nexus. And that is available at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash soul nexus, all one word. A link is also in the description below. And then my show, we call it Cosmic Jesters, because only the jester could tell truths to the king. That is available on um, in video form on Rumble, the free speech video platform, as well as YouTube. And it is available as a podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Cosmic Jesters. Also, a link is below. No shortage of links. You're going to be sick of me if you aren't already. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you. I'm happy to come and spill tea anytime. Would you like a reading? Oh, uh, okay. Like now? Yeah. Would it be okay to put it as a part of the interview or not? Yeah. Yeah. I would totally do. Yeah. I don't care who comes through. Okay. Gentle listener, Alex's reading is in the next episode and we can't wait to share it with you. I'll see you there. I hope that was helpful for you. You've been listening to Tea Time with a Medium, brought to you by Angeline Young. Broadcasting positive and upbeat insights on life after life. If you'd like to collaborate with us, or if you'd like to hear us cover a topic of interest to you, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call and leave us a message at 520-789-6248. Whenever you're ready for a spirit connection, visit us at angelineyoung.com. Remember, be yourself, seek the truth, and the path will unfold before you.